Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. So you need to be able to ask them why you're moving without using the word why. 99% of the time we're the only agent there and they know they're going to market with presentation, promotion, price. We sold a multi-million pound house recently. Legend is spelled L-E-G-E-N-D. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode episode when we record at the end of the day it's a bit more difficult we are recording at the end of the day you could be listening to it in the morning though you could you could be running you could be on a treadmill you could be sat on the sofa on your way to work so today we're going to talk about legend and usually refers to people that have been around a long time so we're not me talking about sam in this (laughs) the point of today's episode is to make sure that given that we give you these fantastic lead generation tactics to get you through the doors of the very best homes in your area this is to make sure you come away with the deal otherwise you're kind of putting all your leads in a leaky bucket if you don't have the skills to be able to convert one of the most frustrating things for us is when we get our amazing clients through the doors some amazing homes that they haven't previously been able to get through and they just haven't got the either skill or the knowledge no not the word i'm looking for the <laughs> literature not even literature the formula the, or posi- even positioning locally in order to create an impact and, and get the instruction so today we're going to go through exactly what we teach our amazing clients to make sure they can take advantage of the leads we give them. And we didn't just dream this up when we started Firewave. This has actually been going for a long time. It's something that I first developed when I was running Home Truths, and it's something that we do in Ashdown Jones. We do it a little bit more subliminally now and not quite as consciously. I was going to say, do you think it's been tweaked? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely tweaked. It's been tweaked and improved all the way along the last 17 years, in fact. But you've managed to keep the same letters. Thank goodness. I've kept the same letters in the same order. Otherwise, it took me ages to come up with the word legend. Totally different words, but (laughs) instead of listen, now it's leave. (laughs) So it's legend is spelled L-E-G-E-N-D. And I'm saying that for all those people who would have put an extra D in the middle. So don't do that. L-E-G-E-N-D. And there's a natural gap in the middle. The D could be don't, couldn't it? Should we tell them what it actually stands for? We could do. So the L of legend is listen. And then it's explore, then gap, educate, needs, decision. So let's explain each one of those and let's start with listen. So when you go into a home to value, what's the first thing you do? Is it, do you have a look around? Do you sit down and have a conversation? And this is the key thing that we try and teach our clients to do. When you go in some homes, the owners, you may be one of three, one of four, one of five, and they're desperate just to get you around, get a figure and you get out of there. And it's very hard then to understand their needs. It's hard to differentiate yourself as an agency. And at that point, all they're picking on, all they're choosing an agent on probably is fee. So by listening, what we mean by listening is sitting down at the kitchen table or wherever they want you to sit and understanding exactly what their needs are. What is a good outcome for them in the meeting? What are their plans? How long have they been there? Are they moving away? What do they need from from you that day? And we don't feel like you can truly help someone or give them what they need until you understand all that information. That's really about active listening, isn't it? Because listening, as we teach our lovely fiery members, is not just waiting to speak because... There's a difference between male listening and mum listening, isn't there? Definitely. I was always a very strong male listener where... I'd have a great point to make that was really important to me, probably not to them. And I would just have to wait until they were finished. So they would be talking about their family. And I would then come in with a point about something that we were talking about three minutes ago that was unrelated. And 
it's something that you don't understand you're doing until someone points out that's exactly what you're doing. It's kind of ego you're holding on to. I don't mean the ego necessarily in the negative sense, but ego that you're holding on to what you want to say. You want to make sure you're trying to control the conversation and you don't want to let go of what you were going to say, kind of attached to it. And you want to make sure they understand that. And that's more important to you than it is to them. So don't be afraid to change the tack of what you were going to say according to what then they say. This is also a challenge with a formula. I know we're giving you a formula formula to conduct evaluation here but if you've got a sheet to fill out then it's a lot more difficult to go off piste and change the question and ask questions about their answers it's why now we just take a notebook with nothing in whatsoever and an open mind yeah and we actually just we only write down things that are really relevant to what they just said like the name of their dog is going to be more important to them than what you think of their spare bedroom. Yeah, it's very, very rarely about the house. And that's why sitting down and listening is so important. And then when it does come to the point of looking around the house, it's so much easier for them to talk about something that's maybe difficult or talk about a challenge that they've had with the house because there's rapport there. If you just go in to the house and look around straight away it's quite a difficult situation for both parts especially if you go into the master bedroom it's awkward for everyone whereas if you've sat down and had a chat and had a joke and you know lots of the same people and there's there's a relationship builds albeit only half an hour 45 minutes it's a much easier conversation even to the point where they've just told you the name of their grandchildren what were the ones this morning holly and harriet holly and harriet so as we were walking around the house... That was good listening, wasn't it? It was very good listening. I'm surprised you remember that. As we're walking around the house, you might see a picture of two little girls and you can go, oh, is that Holly and Harriet? Which one's which? Or it might be, we saw a doll's house, didn't we? Mm. And she was telling us that it was Harriet's doll's house, but Holly kept it at her house. She's a grandma because Harriet was a little devil or vice versa. And that is all part of the same conversation. And the fact that she's opening up and telling us about her grandchildren because we're listening means that we can then feed that back to her later on in the conversation when it comes to why she's moving and how she wants to do it. Yes, there are key things, key bits of information away from the house that you need to find out at this stage. And that's exactly what we teach to our clients. You actually need to know why they're moving, but you can't say why you're moving. So you need to be able to ask them why you're moving without using the word why. So that's L. Let's move on to E. What does E stand for? So E is explore. And that's about digging into what they've just said and the consequences of what they've just said. So it might even be to reaffirm to them. So are you saying you can't move closer to your grandchildren until you've sold this house or about to maybe buy their dream home? Are you saying you can't buy your dream home without selling this house? So you understanding the implications of their decisions and their plans rather than just the plans themselves. It's what it means. This is where you've got to be bold, actually. And there are situations that we go into, such as divorces, where I find it quite difficult to ask the questions you ask. (laughs) Uh, whether that's age, whether it's gender, it does feel like it's a, yeah, maybe a bit of both. It feels to me, and, and maybe it's in my head, but it feels like it's easier for you to ask those questions. And probably because you show no fear in asking the questions, mm-hmm. it's just direct and you ask them. And also, I'm a lady of a certain age that's been through a couple of divorces. So I've Very got, experienced. I've got form. Yeah. So I can say, so how much are you getting? What? <laughs> and if you think that's a joke, it's not. That, that, that is pretty much how it goes. So exploring, but still being sensitive about the consequences of them sitting on the market and not selling or them selling or selling at a different price. They're all things you need to explore. 
which brings us on to the next. Just, just going back to that point, having that information of how much money they're getting and the percentage then helps you make decisions down the line on the value, on talking about how you're going to get them every penny because it's really important to them. If they were getting a certain amount and didn't need it, it's a different conversation. So it's really important that you find out these details. We sold a multi-million pound house recently. What we didn't know was was a large debt on it. And we didn't know it was keeping the lady of the house awake at night. And maybe we didn't ask her the right questions because we didn't know We that. probably presumed the type of house she had. Yeah, we did. And we knew a bit about her background. But yeah, the more you know, the more yeah. you can advise and the, the better advice you can give. And that brings us on to G, which is part of the same part of the conversation, really, which is about the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And the point here is you've got to position yourself as a bridge between the two to make sure that you are the only option from getting from A to B, which and A is where they are now in terms of they haven't sold their house. And B is their dream home, moving close to their family, downside upsizing, upsizing, being able to pay for an operation, being able to bail out their wayward daughter, whatever those reasons are, which you found out in the E part of legend. And pain points, repeating their pain points back to them, showing that A, you understand it and B, you are the agent that can get them from where they are right now to where they just described the need to be and want to be. And the reason that you're the only agent that can do that is because you've listened and you've demonstrated your listening skills by being able to repeat back to them. We had a lovely couple, older couple that were surgeons or retired surgeons who wanted to be close to their grandchildren. They've been trying to sell for ages. This is when we were in our early days, wasn't it? Up in Keswick, yeah. Up in Keswick. And and they'd really struggled to sell. And we came along and thank God we managed to get, well, actually we sold it about four times. Yeah, we? we did. We had a few failed sales for various different reasons. No fault of ours or anybody else's. And then when they eventually did manage to sell, they were very happy to tell you what they'd done next, weren't they? Well, on Christmas Day, they sent me a text, which wasn't what I expected, saying, thank you so much. Spent the, I think they said something like, we've had 18 grandchildren. They must have had, I'm sure it was 18, staying over Christmas Eve which is exactly all they wanted to do. And when they spoke to us about it, they were in tears because everyone thinks the house will sell for three months, six months. So seven years earlier, when they made the decision to move down to see the grandchildren, they didn't expect that the grandchildren would be eight or nine years old by the time they'd actually get there. It's quite sad, isn't it, growing up without them? And they wanted to be able to go and pick the grandchildren up from football and have them for sleepovers and just see them more often because they were a long way away. So the gap is very important to them. But it's also very important you talk to them about what their life is going to be like when they have bridged that gap with your help. So now they're living in a house that doesn't fit them. The house they're going to is going to fit them in some way, better than the house that we're in now. And you talk to them about what that looks like and how happy they will be there. And you'll see that you've got it right because their demeanour will change at that point. And they'll stop talking about why they can't sell and they'll start talking about their new life. And it's very important that you see that change in them as you're talking to them. Once you've got to the leg part of legend, you've actually done the hard work. That is the most important thing that you've done. If you did nothing else then and walked away, you've actually done the most important part of the whole valuation meeting. And that can quite often take us an hour, an hour and a half just to get up to the G of legend. So what would you suggest for people thinking of our friend, Mr. Baxter, who has 20 valuations in a day? <laughs> yeah, we're probably not speaking to the Mr. Baxters of this world. Sorry, Andrew. We're This is really more for high value homes where people have taken a long time to make the decision to sell. It's not a quick decision. They don't have an agent two coming in 20 minutes after you. It's people who are spending the time and putting the investment in, the time investment in to getting it right, getting this the initial conversation and relationship right, right from the start. It's people who understand the importance of that. If you have to do a mini version of this because you've got an hour or even only half an hour, then you are really relying on a lot higher skills even than that. 
that than we're teaching because you're going to have to do everything we do in two hours, you're going to have to do it in half an hour. But I still think by asking some key questions when you get in there, not just going instantly into let's have a look around, I still think you can differentiate yourselves in terms of what you then know about the person. Then everyone else won't do that. We know that. I completely agree. You do run the risk though in the first five minutes when you've started getting them to open up uh, having to cut that short. So you are going to have to be even more skilled really to be able to manage it in a short space of time. Yeah, I feel when I go to lower value houses, that section is shorter anyway. Yeah, usually they're not quite as convoluted reasons and they don't want to tell you about the 27 years they've lived there. Yeah, there usually isn't as much pain at that value. Yeah. For whatever reason, because they're often moving up, it's not pain. Actually, well, when you are moving up, it's less pain, isn't it? When you're moving down, quite often there is pain. Yeah. Once you've got to the G then, so you've done listen, explore and gap, it's now time to do the house tour, finally. You're finally having a look at the house. And that's when you can remark on all the things that they talk to you about. Like, oh, is this Harriet's room, for example? And so when you're doing the house tour, keep it fairly short. Now, I say that with some caveats because some people want to show you their attics and their basements and you had to walk around every single acre of 56 acres recently didn't you <laughs> in your wellies yeah so there are going to be times where that person doesn't want you to be brief at this point we try and be brief and if it feels like we're not paying attention to what they're saying about the fact that they've got a new circuit boards is that what they're called where you do all your fuses go with that then because they want to tell you everything septic tanks we get septic tanks private water supplies biomass boilers you name it and they want to tell you in detail because in their mind you need to know this to sell the house but you're not at that point yet so what we try and say to them is there will be two other members of the team that come around to take all this information from you to make sure that what the information we've got in the brochure is absolutely correct and we've spelled everything correctly and we've got all the right information you've just given us because we don't take notes at this point we don't take any notes at all the most that i'll do is a couple of content photographs on the way around that's it so you've done the tour and we have got some nice big houses with lots of land and therefore the tour can take half an hour three quarters of an hour or more and then you're going to go back into the house and this is really where you need to consolidate everything you've just talked about and learned about and feed back to that person so they understand and believe and you're credible that you've actually listened to everything that they've told you. So this is the E-N-G of legend. Now we come to the second E of legend and this is educate. We prefer the word educate but you could also use the word explain if educate felt a little bit far-fetched for you. And in this section this is where we feed back to the owner on what we've seen and what we think about what we've seen and how we as Ashdown Jones or your agency is going to help them get to the next step in the process. So we don't just talk about us, we only talk about us in context because I've been in this game a long time. I can't tell them 17 years worth of stuff that I know in that educate section. I just need to tell them the bits that are really important to them. So when they talk about, for example, how do we make the most of the stables and make sure we attract an equestrian buyer, that's what I'll be talking to them about in the explain slash educate section. A simple step as well is to use the three Ps. Presentation, to talk about how the home's presented. Be careful how large your first suggestion is. What do you mean to say large? What do you mean? I mean, don't say the house needs repainting. Or Even if it does. Even if it does. Start off with something really small. So bedding is an easy one. White bedding looks better on photography. If at that point she nearly falls out of the seat, leave it there. And don't talk to her about the fact she's going to have to rip out the kitchen. No. So start small with that. And yeah, and if she's comfortable with that, maybe suggest another couple of things. But the chances are that other agents haven't suggested these things. So we always start with presentation. We then move on to promotion. So this is the first time, actually, we talk about us as an agency. This is where 
we show them our brochures and then we take them through different parts of the brochures, explaining what it means for them and the reason why we do it. So for example, we take twilight photography, reason being is it gets 30% more clicks on right or whatever that may be, just so they can see it for themselves. They can start picturing how their home will look in our marketing and then they can understand why we do it. And show not tell is really important here. There's no point in telling them about your beautiful twilight photography if you haven't got any twilight photographs to show them. That's why we say can we show you some brochures? Some people say no at that point, not very many, but those people, then you're going to have to find a different way of communicating with them exactly what you do if they're not interested in brochures. And something Phil does really well right at the very beginning is quite often asks them either what they do for a living now or what they did for a living. Why did you do that, Phil? It was one of the secrets that I wasn't going to let, let out. It's really important that you find out the occupation past or present because that will give you an insight onto the type of character they are and the type of thing that's important to them. So if they are both accountants, for example, they're less likely to be impressed by a fancy brochure. So at that point, you know, you need to go into figures and stats and data. Whereas if they're an, an actor or a an artist. an artist, then they're likely to really appreciate the brochures and therefore you can really go into them and elaborate on exactly why you use them. So it's really helpful to understand what they did. It really is. And we've done that quite a few times recently. And when you go to do the, the education section, it makes it much more easy, doesn't it? to be able to... Especially when you go to third P, which is price. Now, we very, very rarely go into price while we're in the appointment. But... Even if they push us. And we have succumbed in the past and regretted it straight away. <laughs> yeah. But when you do come to discuss price, something like when we go out together, discuss it between us. When you feed back onto how you've got to that price, it's really important to know their background so you know how to deliver it. As I said before, if they are accountants, they probably want it in the price per square foot format. They want to understand the percentage of sale price you've agreed in the past. The likelihood is you're going to achieve that asking price, etc. Whereas if an artist probably don't care about price per square foot, they want to hear about the emotional price and how you can make sure you get by presenting the beds in a different manner it'll add x onto the price mm. so it's really important to understand the personality we were talking about promotion recently with a lovely gentleman an elderly gentleman who is selling his house to be close to his family as lots of our lovely sellers are and he was in a house that his family had lived in for 200 years so he was very emotionally attached to the house as you can imagine but he didn't like our twilight photography and it's something luckily he told us well as I was showing him the brochures in the initial meeting he didn't actually say I don't like twilight photography but we needed to be able to educate him on it so at some point it came up in the conversation we're able to educate we've just done a photo shoot today or the team has where the gentleman the owner did not understand the value of styling and that's because we didn't do a good enough job of of educating in that first meeting we managed to not pick up on the fact that he doesn't actually think that styling sells houses because now we're going to have photographs that don't sell the house and if we don't get the price he wants for it who's he going to hold accountable us to be fair we did quite firmly tell him because he did tell us that he wasn't he didn't like flowers etc and we did tell him mm. but what we didn't do is then tell the team that he's going to push back so <laughs> yeah. be firm yeah very but, but those characters are rare aren't they and they are if, the non trusters. Yeah, and if you look at his character, we can see that coming. We should have known. Yeah. Because there's a few clues. If you listen very carefully, there's always clues. So that brings us on to, as we say, we don't discuss price at that point. This is something that we give as a valuation afterwards in a post-file video, which we'll probably cover in another episode. Yeah, we would discuss fee at this point. We would. And then N is for needs. And this is when you re-clarify the needs. You can do it in one sentence. So in a nutshell, Mr. Vendor, what we'll be doing is helping get you on the market for the end of June to make sure that you have got an offer in place for July so that you can be moving down with your family in September and then you'll be able to see them for Christmas. Just something as simple as that. Just something as simple as a time scale. 
That's all they need to know. What's going to happen next? Where's the certainty in what you're delivering? And that makes them feel much more reassured that they know what's going to happen next. And they know that you've understood their needs as well. Yeah, and is that correct? And and if they say yes, then it's almost confirming that they need to use what you just said. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the elderly gentleman said, I don't want to go on the market until I've discussed it with my daughters and the Virginia Creeper is out for the photograph. So those are the two things that you would mention when you were re-emphasising their needs or reiterating their needs back to them. You would say, OK, so I understand that you're going to speak to your daughters this weekend. So we'll have a decision for next week. We've provisionally put a photo shoot date in at such and such a date, which is when we think the Virginia Creeper will be out. But it's provisional so we can move it if necessary. Yeah. And then last is D. And at first we did this in every evaluation we went to. And this is something that we definitely have changed and, and worked out exactly when is the right time to do it. And it comes down to personality probably more than anything. And D is decision. And it's asking for a decision. So let's say we'd say something like, so today's Wednesday. We'll send something over to you tomorrow. First of all, we'd ask if they could make a decision there and then. Sometimes. I've asked them before. Yeah, I wouldn't. Mm. But you would. I would. The divorce lady, I'll go, okay, you ready to go ahead? If they've been on the market previously, I've been more comfortable with saying that. Because 99% of the time, we're the only agent there and they know they're going to market, you know the price. But if it's a fresh listing, I don't think I would say it. I don't think so. I'm a little bit more forthright. You, you are. And it's not, it won't cost you the instruction. It might just give you an indication of where they are. Because if you think you've got it right and you think that they are ready to go ahead, mm. you can then say at the right time, this is where you have to really bring your skills to the fore, are you ready to go ahead or have you made a decision? And then if they aren't ready, they will tell you. But if they go, oh, no, 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 you've timed it wrong. You haven't actually understood what they were saying. So it's very important that you've listened and you picked up the clues and I will only say it if I think that the answer is going to be yes. Yeah, they often tell you, don't they? Yeah. Anyway, okay. but yeah, what we, so what we used to say is, so today's Wednesday, we'll be sending over your proposal tomorrow. Let's say you need the weekend to think about it. Shall I give you a call? Is Monday good for you? Monday morning. Yeah, that's great. Nine o'clock or 11 o'clock, nine o'clock. Great, I'll call it nine o'clock. Something like that. So, but what's really important here is that everybody, including you and them, both understand exactly what is going to happen next, when it's going to happen, where it's going to present to, and what the next point of contact is going to be. Mm. And we really we like to use the word decision when we remember to do it because it works really well. So I'll phone you on Monday morning at nine o'clock for your decision yeah. means that they will have made a decision by then because it's actually the fence sitters that cost us the most time, effort and actually that is money. And therefore, those are the people we need to get them off the fence and into a decision. Yes, I'm going to go to market. No, I'm not going to go to market. And we've had some, no, I'm not going to go to market recently, haven't we? But that's fine. At least you don't have to keep chasing them now we've got a completely different kind of nurture plan in place if they're not going to go to market it might be only a call every six months or 12 months but if they haven't made a decision yet then you've got to keep them really close to you and you've got to make sure that you are communicating with them very very often so that's legend is it completely different to what you do we find that it is completely different to what most people asking me then no i'm not asking you completely different i sit next to you i do i do didn't (laughs) gel long way around You just do the leg and then that's it. (laughs) We find that when we get our lovely Firewave members in a room and deliver training on things like Legend uh, or deliver training on anything to do with conversion evaluation appointment, they're usually doing something completely different to this. And just by tweaking what they're doing and turning it into this formula that they can easily remember, they can just write it on the left-hand side of the page and then write down all the little bits that come off that. Actually, their conversion rate goes through the roof. The properties that do come to market, we lose very, very few. We'd say one in 20, one in 30. That come to market, yeah. That come to market, very, very few. 
So if you want to convert a high rate like we do, then you need to follow legend. And even if you make it your own over time, that's fine. You do that with our blessing. Start off with legend and see where it takes you. It becomes a habit. It does. The listening bit, we're much better at now. Yeah, and it gives you the opportunity to meet some amazing people by listening. And to listen to their lives. Yeah. Well, that's it for another podcast episode. Really great to have you here, whatever you've been doing. So we'll see you on the next one. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions. That's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift.